the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. I mentioned, um, I think uh, it was Monday. This is Wednesday. Monday, we found out that Olivia Newton-John had uh, passed away at the age of 73. Uh, What an incredible artist. Almost everyone is familiar with her music. Um, Joy and I have a bunch of her CDs, or at least a few of them. Uh, Joy loved her music, and, uh, well, I mean, who didn't love the music of Olivia Newton-John? She she did a Christian CD not too long ago that was very good. I think we have a a copy of that. Um, And when... um, When a famous person dies, one of my first thoughts is, I wonder what their spiritual condition was. Because because there is a heaven, there is a hell, and those of us who believe the Bible know how to get to heaven and how not to. And it is very rare with a famous person that we actually know what their spiritual condition was. And that is the case with Olivia Newton-John as well. But things that are being written about her uh, are a challenge for us and a reminder of what salvation is really all about. And I I weighed in I weighed into this very, very carefully because I don't want to be offensive and I don't want to jump to any conclusions because I honestly do not know what her spiritual condition is or was. But I'm holding in my hand a a lengthy article in a Christian publication that would try to make you believe that Olivia Newton-John was a follower of Christ. I, I don't know whether she was or not, but if she was, it was not because of what this Christian publication is reporting. Here's the headline today. Olivia Newton-John made a pact with God to save her daughter's life. Here's the story. In one of the last interviews before her death, Olivia Newton-John revealed the pact she made with God while pregnant with her daughter. The beloved Greece actress and Grammy-winning singer died peacefully at the age of 73 on Monday. Uh, 
Um, let's see. It says, following the uh, news of her death, her appearance on the A Life of Greatness podcast last year started circulating online. It was one of the entertainer's final interviews. During the candid chat, Newton John revealed that when pregnant with her daughter in 1968, she made a promise to God that has caused her to pray every day since her daughter Chloe was born. Quote, I remember when I was pregnant with Chloe, and I was close to losing her. I went to bed and asked God to save her, and if he did, I would say the Lord's Prayer every night for the rest of my life, and so I have. Okay. The article that I'm reading implies, it doesn't say it explicitly, but it's implicit, It implies that, well, there you go. Olivia Newton-John was in heaven because she prayed the Lord's Prayer every day because she she made a deal with God. Let me say this kindly, compassionately, but truthfully. I hope Olivia Newton-John is in heaven. I hope she is. But if she is, it is not because she made a deal with God to pray the Lord's Prayer every night. That's not what gets you to heaven. How many people have made a deal with God? God, if you do this, I'll do this. God, if you do this, I'll do this. That happens all the time. The question is, not did she pray the Lord's Prayer every night, Good for her. That's great. I think that's probably a good practice. I don't know. But that's not what salvation is all about. And the whole reason I bring this up is for some of you in my audience who are trusting to go to heaven because you pray a prayer every night or you made a deal with God or you go to church. And I just want you to know something. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. No one gets to heaven. I don't care who they are, how famous they are, unless they have trusted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And I'm a little disappointed in this Christian publication. Again, they don't say for sure, but they imply well, she must be in heaven. I mean, she prayed the Lord's Prayer and she made a deal with God. In that interview, uh, she said, I have quite a few times that it was a possibility sooner, or she contemplated death. She says, yes, I have contemplated death quite a few times that it was a possibility sooner than I wanted it. We all know we're going to die. I think we spend our lives denying it. It's extremely personal. I find it hard to put into words. I feel we're all part of one thing. I've had experiences with spirits or spirit life and felt the spirit world and have heard things that I believe there is something that happens. It's almost like we are parts of the same computer and we go back into the main battery. Uh, I think there is a great knowingness out there, and we become part of it. 
I hope that the energies of the people you love will be there. I think all the love will be there. I'm sort of looking forward to that, not now, but when it happens. And, and again, here's, here's my point. There is nothing in this article that indicates that she ever put her faith and trust in Christ. She, I know from the past she was involved in Jewish mysticism. She was in uh, Kabbalah. Uh, she did release a couple of Christian albums, a Christian Christmas album, and so forth. But again, my, my purpose in even bringing this up is not to try to determine whether she's in heaven or not. I don't know. All I know is, if she is in heaven, and may I say again, I hope she is, it is not because she made a deal with God and prayed the Lord's Prayer every night. And my friend, the only way you're going to get to heaven is by trusting in the shed blood of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for your sins on the cross. The only way you're going to get to heaven is not through your good works, your church membership, or your baptism. The only way you're going to get to heaven is if you have asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior and accepted by faith the free gift offered to you because of his sacrifice at Calvary, and you receive that for your salvation. If Olivia Newton-John is in heaven, that is the only reason she is there. And certainly not because she was dabbling in the spirit world or felt that we're like one main computer and we're all going to go back to the main battery. Please, folks, the most important decision that you will ever make in your life is whether you are saved or not. If you're not, you can accept Christ today, right now. You can do that right now. Say a simple prayer, Lord Jesus I know I'm a sinner, but I know that you died on the cross for my sins. And right now, by faith, I accept the gift of salvation given to me by Jesus Christ. The Bible says if you will do that, you're born again. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead... Thou shalt be saved. So the question is not whether Olivia Newton-John went to heaven. The question is, are you going to go to heaven? I know that I know that I know that I am. I hope you have that kind of assurance. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Bob Bernie Live. 
Came across an excellent article today from a website called The Stream. Uh, I'm not overly familiar with it. I have read several articles uh, the last couple of years, so I I don't know them well enough to recommend them. But uh, this article uh, at The Stream is written by Tom Gilson. He is a senior editor with The Stream and the editor of the, pardon me, he is the senior editor of The Stream and the author or editor of a number of books and so forth. He's written an excellent article called It's Not Progressive Christianity, It's Accommodationist Christianity, and it has nothing of Christ in it. Uh, now, I could have read the article and uh, <clears throat> given you a summary in my own words and taken credit for it. Eh, uh, no, I I try not to do that. Um, if I come across an excellent article and I want to share the truth with you, I always try to give credit to the person writing the article, and I want to do that today. Again, it is written by a Tom Gilson. And uh, he says, well, in fact, let me let me read just a little bit of it. I don't often read lengthy articles to you, but he says, The world is polarizing and the contagion has hit Christianity. I used to think we were splintered into all kinds of factions. More and more, though, we're separating into just two. The two groups have fuzzy edges and points of overlap, but the distinction is there. It's real, and I think it opens up huge layers of understanding. The first group I call anchored, meaning they anchor their truths in the Word of God. They anchor their truths in the Word of God. So their goal is to understand the Word of God properly and follow it faithfully. They know they fall short, but the goal remains for them regardless. Those are the anchored, he calls them. The second group I call accommodationists, meaning that they'll give honor in some sense to the Word of God, but they want their message to fit in better with the world somehow. They're Christian in name, but they don't mind altering their message to make it more accommodating to the world. Hear, hear, amen, brother, preach it. He goes on. Accommodationism comes in all kinds of flavors, but none more obvious than progressive Christianity. Listen to this. This is profound. He says, Progressive Christians like the Bible well enough in the places where they think it's inspiring when it tells them about love and sharing and good things God wants to give to us. They like it a lot less when it makes people uncomfortable. They set it completely on those points or else they come up with creative new interpretations. And then he goes into actual illustrations of people who have done this. And this is something that I have mentioned to you over and over and over and over again through the years. 
trying to make the Bible fit culture rather than preaching the Bible to culture so culture will adapt to the truth of Scripture. He says this, Accommodationists love saying Jesus was a loving, tolerant, probably even socialist ethical teacher who accepted everyone and never wanted anyone to have to change, other than being more loving and tolerant, of course. I marvel when I hear that. Do they even know how to read? And that is so true. And then he's going into examples where Jesus was not an accommodationist. Take his early visit to Nazareth, for example. It's in Luke chapter 4. He gave a message in the synagogue, and the folks there loved it. They were so proud of their local boy. Isn't this Joseph's son, they said? He was their hometown hero, and they wanted to claim him for their own. But he would have none of it. He spoke Scripture in response. He chose two instances when God took care of Gentiles instead of Jews. The message couldn't have been clearer. I'm not going to be your hometown boy. He was surprisingly unyielding in many ways. I'd wager people would call him stubborn. So how'd they take that? Take to that? They tried to throw him off a cliff. That's not what you would call accommodating yourself to your crowd. His family got embarrassed over him, and what did he do? He said his real family were the people who obey God. That's not accommodating yourself either. It really is a good read. Progressive Christianity, he calls, (coughs) pardon me, accommodationist. Word I hadn't heard, but very, very appropriate. Stay away from the accommodationists. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.